Um, so we're recording this on a Monday um, at 8.36 p.m. Um, Central time, Central in case time. you were wondering. Yes. And um, yesterday was AEW Revolution. It was an event. It really was. It really was an event. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say shout out to Tony Khan's Coke dealer, or I guess meth dealer, because <laughs> this man was on methamphetamine. It's the only way I can rationalize the fucking crack that this pay-per-view was on. <laughs> um, it was fucking ridiculous. Um, I lost pencils. I was seeing shrimp colors. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what? I have theorized. I've been thinking about this. I thought about this before I went to bed, and that's why I came up with the answer. Um, I think that the colors that shrimp can see are purple. Because you know how purple is a fake color? What? Yeah. Purple is a fake color. How so? Because... Um, <laughs> Your eye, like, cannot process the color purple, like, what it actually is. So, your mind just made up the color purple, but, like, there is no actual, like, purple. Well, you're probably right. So, what I believe the shrimp can see are is the color purple and all of its various ranges. Um, that's the extra shrimp color that you cannot see. Thank you for my uh, coming to my TikTok. Okay, I can believe it. Do I still sound okay? Yeah. Or do I need to get closer to the mic? No, you sound good. Okay, good. I just made my um, pinned post on Tumblr, the like perk angle thing that Chris made. Just, you know, trying to give credit. Because I think that where I got it from didn't give credit. And I am trying to be like that. Love. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I fucking love that name. That is so valid. You know what? Okay. Kurt Angle actually, you know, had an interview. where he said he was never Perk Angle. And, you know, people... When they refer to Perk Angle, they mean that time that he was, you know, like he had to be wrestling on Percocets because um, he was putting his whole pussy into everything he did uh, in TNA. And like he was, though, because he fucking went off. But he said that he never wrestled while he had, you know, he was taking all of these various painkiller combinations. Um <laughs> Because, you know, that's reckless and dangerous. Mm-hmm. He literally was just doing that. Um, wow. Which, I don't know what makes it scarier. Um, <laughs> it makes it scarier to me. Because he was literally just doing that. Um, anyway. <laughs> I think watching his TNA run. Um, I think has made him probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, he is so fucking good. Uh, Kurt Angle is a fucking amazing shout out to Perk Angle shout Uh, out to Perk Angle (laughs) yeah 
Uh, anyways, welcome to Bring Back Radio. <laughs> We're your host. I'm your host, Rosalie. And I'm your host, Shay. And uh, yeah, so this episode is basically um, going to be about AEW Revolution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we are tired and that's what we feel like talking about. Um, but before we get on to the real meat and potatoes of the episode uh we're gonna talk about everybody's favorite part of the show the part that you you know the the reason you wait for us to upload whenever the fuck we feel like at this point um (laughs) the reason that you wait for us to upload uh our personal news our your favorite topic our favorite topic in fact ourselves yeah yeah (laughs) so would you like to go first yeah, I can. Um, you know, I haven't really been doing much of anything. Um, I like. Wh- what day was it? It was the day before Revolution. So on Saturday, um, basically all I did was like watch just like slasher films. And you know what? I think. Honestly, no. I'm not sure if it cured brain rot or if it just caused more of it. <laughs> and I watched the new I watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you know what the more I think about it the better it gets and the worse that it gets um, I 100% believe that Leatherface was in the right um, he did nothing wrong and they deserved it that is my thoughts <laughs> Okay. But also that that's, that movie traumatized me. Go ahead. No, I just said that's that's a take that you have. It is. No, watch it. Watch it and you will see what I mean. Those people deserve not all of them. No, all I of them. I don't want to watch it. Watch it. It looks like shit. Watch it. Literally watch it and like just call me and we can like talk shit about it cuz you're going to have a ball with it. Are you fucking serious right now? Yeah, <laughs> this guy better shut the fuck up right now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go snap his little neck in half. Anyways, continue. speaking of snapping things in half, um, completely irrelevant, maybe. Um, but like there are a couple scenes where Gore does not make me uncomfortable. Okay, I was on Tumblr at 14. We all know what happens when that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> like, before they ban titties, bro. Before they ban titties. Yeah, that way was an before. Unhinged place, an unhinged place. It still is. Like, if you know the right places, it's still a great place. Absolutely yeah, they're going awful. By the citrus scale now, right? Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> um. But uh, like, so Gore does not make me uncomfortable. But there are like these two, like, distinct moments where I like full body cringed. Like, I jumped, and I was just like, oh my god. It was just, it was so, ugh. It was just, you have to watch it. It's it's an experience. But don't watch it alone. I'm telling you, don't watch it alone, because it's gonna suck. You need to watch it with somebody that you can joke about it with. All my friends are fucking wimps, bro. Like I told you, call me. I told you, call me. I w- maybe I don't know. Whenever I feel like it, but all my friends are fucking wimps, bro. I can't, I can't, I, like 
uh, like nobody wants to watch horror reviews. It is like, what the fuck? Um. Also, and then I think I'll be done. Um. I could change Michael Myers, but I don't want to. That's all. <laughs> Michael Myers is is what he's like six foot something. It's like six eight, isn't he? I could change him. I could change him. Yeah, I could change him. I don't want to. This isn't you. This Eh. is the Michael that I fell in love with. (laughs) It literally is. Um. So as for me, I took my German midterm on Friday, and I just got my results. I got a twenty-four out of twenty-five. It was an oral midterm, so I just had to like answer questions. Um, like, not gonna lie, I feel like she docked the point because, um, I had to describe my morning routine or something, but, like, I forgot how to start it because I had literally, like, this is the thing about me, I don't study, uh, ever. (laughs) (laughs) I try my best, but I just, I don't do it. If I don't know it, I just don't know it. Um, but I was like, I'm going to try to remember at least some things, so that mm-hmm. way, you know, I'll at least have something. And I was like looking over my Google Doc I made because she told us the questions before ahead of time. And I was like looking over everything. <clears throat> and um, I was like, you know, repeating it to myself silently on my way to class. Um, and I kind of fucked up. I fucked, I fucked up the beginning, but she helped me through it. And then after that, I, 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 I went on and I did everything correctly. But yeah, anyways, I had a 24 out of 25. That's really good. Yeah, I might as, I might as well be fluent in German. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did that. And then what else did I do? Have I done anything? Um, I don't believe so. Dang, I haven't done anything. Um, oh, AEW. Well, I don't know if they've actually announced it yet, but I was checking the website, you know, just for laughs, for laughs. But, uh-huh. um, they're doing another show in Houston and it's at Fertitta. Fertitta? Fertitta? I don't know how to say it, but it's the fucking, like, place that's next to where I go to take my math tests. And, like, Shout out to God, because I get free parking because I'm a student. Um, I love that for you. Yeah, I'm so excited. And even if I didn't get free parking, I could just park at my parking garage and then just walk through the entire place. Like, it takes me like 10 minutes to get there. So, like, you know, either way, I'm gushy. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be real exciting, real exciting, real exciting. Uh, I will definitely be buying tickets. I have made sure to stay to keep a hundred dollars in my savings just for this occasion specifically. Um, uh, I guess yeah. bless you. Okay, I'm fine. Do you sneeze or oh, it's gone? It's gone. Oh, damn! It, you scared it, it away. It helps you if said you look at, you. <laughs> if if you if you look at the light, it helps you get it out. Okay, I didn't got a cap. Um, literally the only lights on in my room right now are my TV and my laptop. It's just dark. <laughs> I have my light on 24-7, but when it's time to go to sleep, I turn everything off. 
Ew, I don't like the. I only have like an overhead light, and I just I hate it. Well, I have I a like lamp, being but able to see. Eh, I can see enough. My room is pretty, and I love it. Um, so I would prefer to see the amount of things that I have spent my money on to make it look like. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. That's really exciting. I cannot wait to go. You will be hearing my recaps. I'm going to try to upgrade my phone so I can get a better camera um, before the show. So, I don't know. But, yeah, anyways, I'll probably broadcast the whole thing on Twitter. Well, not, not like, film it or anything. But, you know, my experiences on Twitter and on my Instagram stories. Follow me on Instagram, by the way, at holy hell, but the O is a zero, and then there's three L's in hell. Um, yeah. Um, follow, follow me on Instagram. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, it, it, it's gonna be fun. I, I really loved the last time I went to an AEW show. And... Yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. Tony Cod is my best friend, actually. Um, you know, me and him, we have a special connection. Um, me and him, you know, we go way back, you know what I'm saying? Um, me and Tony Cod are actually best friends. She's um, actually his Coke dealer, believe it or not. For real, it's actually me, Pot Twist. Except, no, it's not FBI. Um, but, you know... Me and Tony, we go way back. We're best friends, basically. That's why he booked the sk- That's why he scheduled the show. And if Hook is not on Rampage or on Dynamite, I will riot. I will riot because I missed out on a Hook match. Um, last time he came. Also, my show was like the last show I went to. It was like a week or two before CM Punk returned, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? The audacity. The audacity. Anyways. Um, that was a whole event. Um, yeah, I really want to go watch the Batman. I want to go. Yeah, to me AMC. too. I want to go to AMC, and like, I hate going to AMC because one, my friend used to work there, and she hated it. So, also, I applied there, and then they rejected me. Well, they accepted me, and then they rejected me because apparently I didn't pass like the personality test or something. What the um, fuck? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. But um, I hold a grudge against them. Uh, I haven't been back there since. So yeah, the, Cinemark is better. Cinemark is infinitely better. Like, the regular seats are the, recli- the recliners. You, you should get to- that, um, like, I think they have a deal where, like, if you pay, like, 20 bucks a month, you can, like, watch all the movies you want. I don't have that kind of money. Um, I barely have 20 bucks in my bank account as it is. Oh, um, yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I can't afford that. Um, but it would be nice. But, like, I don't go to the movies that often because I don't have attention span. But anyways, you know, my biggest piece of advice in life, do shit by yourself. Just do shit by yourself. It is so relaxing. It is so healing. I went to the AEW show by myself. I had the time of my fucking life. I went to go watch a fucking movie that I see. Oh, Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to go watch Spider-Man by myself. It was so healing. Like, do shit by yourself, bro. It is so good. I highly recommend it. Be safe, of course. But, like, do mm-hmm. shit by yourself. Um, Yeah, you know, go shopping by yourself. Like, it is it's great. It's great. But, yeah, I guess that's it for me. 
So I guess it's on to the real meat and potatoes. The real meat and potatoes. I think they actually like said that on what during one of these matches. It's probably Jr. The Southern ass. Um, my toxic trait is that like sometimes when Jr. just says like some wild shit, I know exactly what he means. It's because we're both from Oklahoma. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I, I get it. I understand what he means. <laughs> you know what? You remember when, like, Britney Spears was, like, you know, on Instagram and she was running, like, long-ass, like, no yes. stuff? And, like, nobody understood her. I read it so perfectly. I'm like, how do y'all mm-hmm. not understand this? And, like, I'm not even from, like, South, South Houston. You know, I'm not from the South. Like, nobody I really know speaks with a Southern accent. I throw on the Southern accent for laughs, but, like, I don't actually talk like that. Um... Yeah, I don't have a southern accent either. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I I don't um like. First of all, I live in a fucking um, Latino area. <laughs> the entirety of East Houston is heavily Latino, so none of us have any kind of southern accent. Um, but like, I still <clears throat> understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just I don't get how people don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I live in the sticks, so like that's just, like a normal here. And like I literally I was I was like I didn't even realize that people had they were like, Oh my god, Brittany's crazy. Like, do you see the way she's typing? And then I saw like someone on my for you page was like, I'm gonna read her post in a southern accent so you guys understand it. And I was like, She's been saying that the entire time. Like, come on. Yeah, like it's just like she is writing perfectly coherently. Like, just mm-hmm. because you don't get it. Like, it's like, you know, when, like, people from, like, the the Midwest speak and nobody understands <laughs> anything they're saying? Yeah. It's that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, U- the U.S. is so fucking big that, like, we all live in the same fucking country, but none of us understand each other because we all have these different, like, dialects. Mm-hmm. You know that Tumblr post where it's like, we're getting so off topic, but I- I'm going to say this and then we'll move on. <laughs> like, you know that Tumblr post that it's like, um, I had a friend that lived in Europe or whatever, but like they never wanted to go visit their dads because it was like such a long drive. Come to find out, it was like thirty minutes, and that seemed like an eternity to them. And I was like, "What? Bitch, <laughs> I wish it took me thirty minutes to get to a different state. It takes like an entire day to get out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas, well, no. bro. I can get out of Oklahoma in like an hour and twenty minutes." Yeah. yeah, but like just to get out of a little less anywhere you spin it takes about an hour. Well, it depends where you're going. If you're going to like the next biggest city, then yeah, it'll take more than an hour. But if you're going to like a little tiny city, like you know, if you're going to like Pasadena or something, it takes like thirty minutes. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, like it, it, the U.S. is so fucking big. Anyways, um, yeah, so. <laughs> AEW <laughs> Revolution happened. Um, this this pay per view was fucking stacked, bro. It really was. Honestly, I think it was stacked to its detriment. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the matches just kind of drained everybody because they were all good. So, like, like honestly, like <laughs> I was recovering from the ladder match. Then you throw Jade Cargill out there. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like recovering from Jade Cargo, and then you throw a dog collar match at me, and then I'm recovering from that. And then you throw Thunder Rosa. Like, 
Are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah, it's like it's that deal where like you always want to throw in like a little bit of salt with uh, your sugar. That way, like the sugar's sweeter. Because if you don't do that, then the sugar's just like too sweet, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. This pay per view was really fucking sad. It was so good. Like it I don't know. So how, I don't know any other way that I could have like you know uh, scheduled this <laughs> that like would have changed how fucking stacked it is. Because, like, the entire time, I just felt so drained. But, like, I had mm-hmm. to keep going and going and going. And it kept getting better and better. It looks like, oh, my God. Like, honestly, this there entire were... pay-per-view gave me more, like, energy than, like, the coffee I had with four shots of espresso that I had in the morning. Um, you drink four shots of espresso? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't feel caffeine. Um, <laughs> I drink it for the taste. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a coffee with four shots of espresso, and maybe this is gonna be great because I'm gonna have so much energy for that. Knowing damn well that like it never affects me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, so I drink it, and I'm like going about my shift, and I feel exactly the fucking same. And like I keep in mind, I was like a big ass like venti from Starbucks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the entire time, I just don't feel any different. If anything, I feel probably more tired. Um, yeah and then i get home and then i leave and then i get and i go to starbucks again because there's a starbucks like right across from where i work which is very bad (laughs) but (laughs) like you literally just cross the street and there's a starbucks there uh it's so convenient so and it was empty too at that time so i go there i get a matcha latte because they didn't have a refresher and also today I went to go treat myself after doing my laundry like it's like a strong independent woman. And I go and I order a matcha and they're like, oh, we don't have matcha today. And I was like, do you guys have refreshers? And they're like, yeah, we have refreshers. I'm like, so the thing I tried to order yesterday, y'all didn't have. So then I ordered my backup and then I tried to order my the same thing today. And then y'all don't have my backup. So then I had to order the main thing I always ordered. Like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. I think they should move the Starbucks for my own personal safety and also my wallet safety. Mm-hmm. Cause that shit's expensive, bro. Anyways, um, anyways, enough of our tangents. Um, yeah, this pay per view was really stacked. It was. Um, so we started off with the buy in. We're just gonna get into it before we have the chance to like go off on anything else. Um, And the first match that we had was Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of this match because I should. I did. I should not. Literally the second the clock struck six, my mom called me and she's like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I don't know, Chinese food, whatever. And then she's like, okay, come here so I can give you my order and then you go pick it up. And I'm like, (sighs) like. You know, when I was, you know, in high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to drive. It's going to be so fun. If I knew that I was going to have to do everything <laughs> my mom was too lazy to do, I would have just not learned how to drive. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I like, got to watch all of it. And um, there are, like, moments where I was like, damn, this crowd is, like, really dead. And then, like, one of the girls would do something and, like, they would, like, come back to life again. And I thought that was, like, I don't know. That just, it was really sweet. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't get too much of this match, but a lot of this match, so I can't really say anything. I, I caught the ending, though. Um, yeah, so Layla Hirsch got the victory, and then I think she started beating up Chris. Um, and then uh, Red Velvet came out and, like, fought her off. I believe. Uh, I, I vaguely remember this. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I think I tweeted <laughs> it. Um, I have like five brain cells, and this pay per view killed all of them. <laughs> I don't <clears throat> like my brain is just like, nope. Oh, it was a dirty finish. Well, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she hit her with a turnbuckle. turnbuckle. Yeah. And then she um, did the moonsault press, and then she won. Mm-hmm. And then Red Velvet came out after to check on her. On. Chris. Yeah. Um, and then this. I think this was kind of funny. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so, Tony Schiavone, everyone's favorite, um, you know, commentator, the king, um, he was like, all right, I guess I'm going to interview Kenny Omega. And, you know, Kenny Omega's music hits. And who comes out? Well, I just spoiled it. But Don Callis. And Everyone was so mad. Um, All he really did was, like, put over the show and then say that, like, Adam Cole would be a really good transitional champion until Kenny got back. Basic Don Callis promo. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I forgot how much Kenny's theme, like, how hard it goes. Because, like, it's a good theme. Not gonna lie. It's a good theme. Like, AEW does not have a lot of, like, memorable, memorable... themes that aren't like you know licensed music but like that's probably one of them like that's a really good theme yeah Um, speaking of somebody with a really good theme um, i was just supposed to say that (laughs) the second match of the buy-in was everybody's favorite everybody's favorite yeah that's just it it. (laughs) everybody's favorite hook versus um qt marshall Marshall. Yeah, so QT came out, he cut a promo, he said Hook sucks. And then <laughs> Hook came out, and I was like, I was tearing up a bit. You know? Also, mm-hmm. my food order around this time was ready, but I refused <laughs> to leave until Hook's match ended. I don't yeah. care. I don't That's care. That's so valid. I'm um, Hook gang before I'm anything else. It really be like that. Um... Taz came out for Hook's match, of course. Um, it's just, that makes me, I love how, like, proud of Hook Taz is. Like, it's I just it's so cute. He's so much stronger <laughs> than I am. If that was my son having his first pay-per-view match, I don't care if it's playing, his per- his first pay-per-view match, I would have been crying, I would have been thrown mm-hmm. up, I would have been like, this one, mm-hmm. Taz is so much stronger than I am. Um, yeah, and, like, it's really sweet when there are, like, moments where you can just, like, hear just, like, how happy and how proud he is, and it's just, it's just, like, uh, it's so good, and like you mentioned in our, like, at one point, um, like, just every time Hook comes out, like, that, pic- that like, picture that someone took of Taz, like, standing up and clapping after, I think it's after Hook's first match. yeah. That is like, just so perfect. It's 
it's so wholesome. I love I love proud dads in wrestling. Me too. Or proud mothers. Proud parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it so much. Uh, QT Marshall was selling like a bat, like a like a madman. <laughs> Like um, rent was due. Like rent was fucking due. Like the eviction notice was on his door. <laughs> and he needed this paycheck more than he needed anything. Like he was fucking going off. Um, yeah, this is a really good hook match. Uh, he pulled out ton of suplexes, as one would expect mm-hmm. from the son of the human suplex machine. Yeah. Um, and we um we also got to see more of like his defense. Yeah, and his selling. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of rare for a hook match. Yeah. So it was like really good. And also it went on for a lot longer than he usually wrestles. But it was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I was thinking this for some reason. But it's like, it, it was like a Tumblr prose. And it's like, wait, uh, Hook is Taz's actual like biological son? And everybody was like, what did you think he was? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I thought it was like a metaphorical thing. And you're like, you think that Taz just plucked this little kid from like the fucking street and <laughs> just called him his son? <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been like in um, like a uh, fuck, like what? Alex Shelley and like when Jay White was living in his fucking yeah. Um, like a Daniel Garcia 2.0 thing like you know maybe. wrestlers get sons all the time even if they're like the same age <laughs> for real um, it's like this is my son and it's like a 40 year old man who's like 3 years older <laughs> I love that that reminds me of how like John Cena is our truths childhood hero <laughs> shout out to R-Truth shout out to R-Truth um yeah anyway i love hook also hook fucking ruined my life bro because what you know up until like two years ago i was completely under the impression that taz was black <laughs> i was like yeah taz is black you know i just like you know he's a sweat skin <laughs> bitch he pulls out hook and i'm like that's a white boy <laughs> Who's goddamn like, white baby is this? Who's goddamn white baby is this? And then I look it up. He's fucking Italian. <laughs> Which I shouldn't be coming because he's so fucking Italian. But like I, it just it just completely just I just erased that from my memory. I was like, yeah, Taz is black. Taz is black. <laughs> I was confuzzled. I was Schmeckeldorf. I was <laughs> I was bamboozled. Um, <laughs> anyway, shout out Hook. Uh, uh, shout out Hook. Hook gang. Uh, yeah. So that I didn't get to catch this match, this last match, because like I oh said, my during, God. This, during this entire buy-in, I was, you know, getting food. Um, <laughs> so I missed this last match, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. sucks because I heard it was good. Oh, it was so good. But I'll let you recap it. Okay, so basically House of Black, because now that it's now that they have Buddy Matthews. Yes. Now that they have Buddy Matthews, um, they're not calling themselves like Kings of the Black Throne. It's like now just officially House of Black. I what I think it is, I think is like if, if Malachi Black <laughs> and Brody King come out, that's Kings of mm-hmm. the Black Throne. Mm-hmm. And then if they all three come out, that's uh House of Black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, House of Black got a new entrance. Um, they all have, like, the, um, 
mask that like Malachi wears with like the antlers and that stuff. Such a cool mask. It's so cool, and like I they're want each a like replica of it, dude. Yeah, me too. If they sold those on the PWT store or whatever, fuck, I would I would give away my credit card information. I don't know, fuck, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're super cool, and like each of them, like each guy has like a different variation of it. So like you can see like you know like the differences of each character, and it's just it's really cool. They've got a new song. Um, it's just awesome. And then, you know, Pinta comes out and he's just so cool. And Alex looks cool. so cool with him. Um, and, you know, Eric Redbeard comes out. At one point, Excalibur called him Eric Rowan and he, like, quickly corrected himself. That's what Chris <laughs> did that one time during the Brody Lee Memorial show. Mm-hmm. He's like, Eric Rowan! And then Excalibur's like, Redbeard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so basically like the whole build-up was like like this match was okay we finally got someone who is bigger than um Brody king and so everyone was like waiting for the moment where someone from house of black tagged in brody and someone in death triangle tagged in um eric and they finally did and like they did that like shoulder check thing that they do and neither one of them wanted to like fall to the other and it just reminded me of like you know when goats like headbutt each other (laughs) (laughs) not even kidding that's just (laughs) it just popped into my mental okay i gotta hold on i gotta shut my door real quick um but yeah i'll let you take over <laughs> they they did the goat spot um yeah like i said i didn't get to watch this match but i did see the entrances um i you know i don't think this needs to be said anymore every single time kings of the black their own house of black malachi black any of them come out i'm nut to death um they all are so good Somebody said that because Malachi and Brody are both, like, so heavily tattooed, <laughs> like, Buddy Matthews just looks blank. Yeah. <laughs> you know that meme where it's, like, two tattooed parents have a kid and, like, it comes out blank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's what this is. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. And also, the back of, like, their jackets was, like, a skeleton, like, the ribcage part of the skeleton, and it glowed mm-hmm. in the dark. That is so fun cool. It Let really is. On Twitter. I don't know. We'll try to find it. There's, like, one deal where, um, Pinsa, like, he spiked Buddy with a destroyer, and everyone was just, like, freaking out, because it was such, like, a cool sequence. Um. I did not see that. I want to go back and rewatch this, because I I I highly recommend you do that. Um. And then, um, Brody King hit Eric with a Death Valley driver and it was it was so good. This match was just so good. Like you really need to go like go back and watch it. Um Eric tried to choke slam. Did you already say that? Hmm? Did you already like go over at the end? No, I told you I didn't watch this match. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's in the Dilly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah uh 
Eric had like Malachi ready for a choke slam, but he misted him, and then, uh oh, there's a typo on here. What? Not on like our thing, but on AEW's thing. They put Brody Lee instead of Brody King. For real? For real. I'm staring right at it. Where? Okay, so it's it says the House of Black is so resilient, and then the paragraph after that, the last sentence, Brody Lee smashed Redbeard with a pile driver. And then Malachi Black pinned oh, Redbeard. Shit. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's kind of sad. Damn. 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 And, like, they can't cut his name to just King, because that's, like, Eddie Kingston. Dang! Mm -hmm. You know, either he keeps the name, or they just revamp him Gunter style. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think that that's, like, something that they should do, though. Like, I don't agree with making someone get rid of their name. Yeah. Um, It's just they're definitely gonna have to like get used to it. Have someone like revise until like they do get used to it. Which I understand why they're not. I mean I, I saw I saw another typo. Well there's multiples. They call Penta Penta Oscura. But um, that's like yeah. the feminine version. It's Oscuro if you're talking about a guy. Oh yeah, that's like how they refer to him during all of this. I mean they don't speak Spanish, so I guess. Yeah. So like I think I guess like our critique is, you know, going to be on the AEW website. Like, they need to have someone. Um, spell check. Yeah, like, spell check and shit like that. Um, They're actually calling him the influencer? Apparently. Really that's getting over? I guess. God. Um, The anyway. next match that we had... Anyways, the next match that we had was officially, like, the start of Revolution. Hold on. Do you have to burp? Yeah. I felt that. <laughs> okay, we're good. It was the quiet burp. Um, we had Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. And I knew from the minute, it was like, I don't even think we were like five minutes into this match. And Eddie pulled his straps of his like gear yeah. down. And I was like, oh man, this lord is... This lord, what the fuck this dude has been a put me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I can't talk. Okay, I was like, oh god, like we this said, dude. this pay-per-view killed all of our remaining brain cells. Yeah, it killed all of it. <laughs> I was like, oh god, this dude is really about to kill this man. <laughs> he did. And he uh, did. Yeah. So, like, in the build-up to the, this, this, this impacts the ending of the ending. Um, in the build up to this, Jericho was like, if you can beat me, which you can't because you suck ass Eddie and you're terrible. Um, <laughs> if you can beat me, good luck, bitch. But if you can beat me, I will, I will, you know, stand in the middle of the ring and I'll shake your hand or something. Because all anybody ever wants is the respect and approval of Chris Jericho. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, so that was Chris's whole thing coming into this match. Um, and apparently, I was not aware of this because I don't pay attention to this man. But um, he apparently like he like stepped up his workout routine or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks completely different. Uh, He no longer is built like a baby mama. Um, 
Yeah. I, um, like, I never notice when people lose weight. And I didn't notice until someone put it, like, side by side. Yeah, that was me with Mox. I was like, oh, he looks better. Like, I didn't really, like, um, notice the extent to which he looked better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that Jericho probably also cut out alcohol. Because alcohol makes you look really bloated and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also really red. Which, mm-hmm. he looked red all of the time. Yeah. Um, so he probably did cut down his alcohol consumption. Yeah. I guess good for him. He really, now he only really and truly drinks a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> that is such an old meme, bro. I, f- I forgot about that. Um, And they released like, a whole thing of like champagne as well with. Yeah. And um, I, I really and truly, that was why they called him like La Champion. Because it was like La Champagne. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyways, uh, this, <laughs> this match started, Eddie Kingston went ham. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just beating the shit out of Chris Jericho. And it's, it's really astounding to me how Chris Jericho can still do all of the shit that he does at his fossil age and in leather pants, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that shit, ridic- that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and Eddie posted a um pic- a video of himself today, and you can see, like, the bruising on his eye from where, like, Jericho kept hitting his orbital bone yeah. throughout the match. And he was like, it doesn't hurt here. And he had, like, scratches on the side of his face. Yeah. Like, his entire face is bruised. But, like, his eye got <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it doesn't hurt here or here. And he, like, pointed to, like, right on, like, his eyebrow bone. And he was like, it hurts, like, right here. And then he was like, fuck it, this ain't ballet. Even though, like, ballet dancers go hard as Dude, hell, bro. their feet, oh my god, bro. They basically, like, break, honestly, like, really and truly. Literally. They, like, make, they, like, break the bones in their feet. And they just, like, set in, like, the position of their shoes. Like, you can't tell me that's not what they're doing. No. And no, I'm- my feet are just getting used to it. They're just setting. Nah, bitch, you're breaking the bones and altering that shit. Your kids are going to have yeah. some fucked up feet, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, have you ever seen that Tumblr post? I don't know why I keep referencing Tumblr. Anyway, <laughs> have you seen that Tumblr post? Of, I think it was like the voice actors to Mulan or something. But, like she cut like she cut like a a piece of like wood or something. And she was like sixty something years old. She doesn't. She didn't look like it, but she was like sixty something years old. And like she cut, she like you know cut it in half with like her bare hands or something. And everybody was like, oh, you know the people that learn to do that, like they basically like break their hand or something to like make it stronger or whatever. What the fuck? I don't know if that's true or not, but like essentially they break their hand, um, trying to do that, and I don't know. It's really crazy. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris Jericho at his old ass age was pulling out fucking top rope ranas. He was mm-hmm. fucking doing lion salts. He moved with the grace of a fucking bird. Like at his old ass age, his fossil age. Yeah. And it's like, Chris, if you can still put on shit like this, like, why aren't you? For real. Probably because you lost weight. Because I saw a tweet and it's like, oh, you know, it was like Chris Jericho pulling out all these moves now that he's lost weight. So it's easier to move or something. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's true. That is true. 
But yeah, um, Eddie won the match by submission. He actually yep. tapped Chris Jericho out. Yeah, um, he did it with a um stretch plum. Yeah. A stretch plum. Yeah. So then at the end, you know, Eddie was like celebrating, whatever. And then he, you know, started strutting. He's like, shake my hand. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um, Jericho just walked off. Yeah. Eddie also went through like a lot of different emotions whenever he won. Like he literally, I think Aubrey was the ref. And uh, he was like, so he was like, I won. And he could just see like the smile on his face. And I was just, oh. I was so happy for him. I know. Like also, I was so he happy. He's a knows. fucking bitch. Uh, well, <laughs> he a fucking bitch. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Um. This he is, is but also he is the best wrestler in the world. For, that's my so. fucking goat. I'm getting his face tattooed on my back. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm getting it large, you know, portrait style, like Ben Affleck's, you know, like midlife crisis back tattoo. You're gonna have like a <laughs> entire back tap, but it's just gonna be CM Punk as the Mona Lisa. For real, <laughs> the, CM Punk is the girl with the pearl earring. <laughs> I was thinking that one, CM Punk as um the fucking Venus one, birth of Venus. <laughs> Man, I swear to God. Okay, anyways, the, the, okay. So in order to understand why CM Punk's a fucking bitch and what this has to do with any case, uh, we have to get to the MJ, MJF and CM Punk dog collar match. But we're not there yet. Um, because the next match after Eddie versus Chris um, <laughs> was the AEW World Tag Team title uh, triple threat three-way match. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Um, I felt like this match was fucking an hour long. Um, yeah. It was a good match, but like, goddamn. Yeah, this one definitely felt like it dragged on like yeah. a little bit. Also, the Bucks committed a hate crime against me personally because they came out both wearing lesbian earrings with the same exact gear on, and I could uh, not tell them apart. We don't know any of them from the other. I used um, to, but then something happened. I think it was the it was this pay-per-view. Like, this completely just erased <laughs> my recollection okay, of them. Okay, actually, this title match was 18 minutes and 55 seconds. What? Yep. And that's not even the longest match on the card. Um, the longest match was the CM Punk versus MJF Thought Collar match. Self explanatory. Uh, and then after that is um Hangman Page versus Emma Cole. And then after that is John Moxley versus Daniel Bryan. I mean, I can't uh, Brian Danielson. And then it's the triple threat match. And then surprisingly, oh, I, I don't know because like I said, I did not watch this match. Uh, House of Black versus Death Triangle was 17 minutes and 20 seconds. And the hook oh, match wow. was 5 minutes! I didn't know that. It felt way longer than usual. Yeah, the hook match felt longer. This match, honestly, if you would have told me that this ma- if like the triple threat match was 25 minutes, I would have believed you. Hook has a Wikipedia page? He does? Okay. He's from... Aww. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. He's from Massapequa, New York. His name 
I'm not going to say it's full government. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say his full government name, his social security, uh, where he was born in the hospital. His blood type. <laughs> his sun, moon, rising, Venus, and Mars. His birthday's a day after mine. Oh, really? Days, not in years. He's, before, he's older than me. Um, yeah. On. He's like, what, 23? 22. Um. Um. But yeah. Anyways, that was a really anyway. <laughs> um. Discovery. This match was um the triple threat. You know, it made this match made Rosalie realize just how loud Bobby Fish is, he and is. because there's like this one moment where um Bobby Fish was calling somebody in the ring stupid. And Ms. Mr. Luchasaurus was like, I'm not stupid. I have a master's degree. No, he just said, I have a master's degree. And Bobby Fish was like, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about him. And I was like, bro, why can I hear you more clearly than I can hear the commentators right now? For real? Bobby Fish is so fucking loud, bro. <laughs> was he always this loud? Yeah. Like, if I go back and I watch an Undisputed Era match, is he always like that? It's like Megan the Stallion and like ad libs in the oh back. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. I I can't listen to her anymore. I can't. I can't. Like once you hear them, you can't stop. Like I just block it out. I refuse to let anything take Megan from me. I refuse. I mean, I still listen to her, but like I have to take breaks because oh my god, it gets on your fucking nerves. I'm sorry to ruin Megan the Stallion for you. But like once you notice her ad libs, you can't get rid of it. Also, I ruined uh, part two on the run by JC and Jay Z and uh, Beyonce for me because <laughs> I heard uh, Jay Z's ad libs in the background. I was like, "Oh my god, shut up!" Um, yeah. Anyways, just just stop listening closely to your music. I guess is a lesson. But yeah. Anyways, um, this match is pretty good. Um, yeah, it was really it was a good. good match. I thought for as long as this match was, we were going to get, you know, a title change. And mm-hmm. we didn't. Of course, like, like, good for them that they're getting a good reign. But, like, mm-hmm. I, ex- I expected a little more. Yeah. Um, the match ended. The Bucks launched ABT trigger on Jungle Boy at the very last moment. Kyle broke up Matt Jackson's penitent on Mr. Boy. Um, Jurassic Express rebounded with the Thoracic Express <laughs> to finish <laughs> off <laughs> to finish off Matt Jackson and pin him. And the only reason we know that it's Matt Jackson is because we're straight up reading off the website what happened. <laughs> like I yeah. said, we don't know these motherfuckers. <laughs> Jay has um, told me 400 times how to tell them apart, and every single time I just forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, this match is actually really funny, because, like, up until this point, I was actually doing a Google Doc. That way we wouldn't have to rely on anyone else. <laughs> and then it was so funny, because I went back, because I was like, oh, shit. I think it was... It was very like Mox and Brian Daniels. And I was like, oh, shit. I completely forgot about the doc. And it was just, like, when um, um, Hobbs, like, slammed, no, um, like, superplexed 
I think it was Orange Cassidy off of, like, the ladder that was perched in the corner. Yeah. That, like, Keith was um, underneath. Yeah. After that, like, it's just nothing. (laughs) This match, I think, like, if I... (laughs) This match is what began my uh, adrenaline rush. It was. This is what made me fucking jittery. I was... I started I started getting a peak of the strip colors. Um <laughs> but anyways, the match we're talking about is uh the face of the revolution ladder match featuring a lot of nicknames actually now that I look at it. Damn. Mm-hmm. Limitless Keith Lee, <clears throat> freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, uh FTW champion, absolute Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Christian Cage. Okay, why did why didn't they give everyone their nicknames if they wanted to do that? The instant like, classic Christian Cage, Powerhouse, Will Hobbs, and then well, I mean, Mr. They have Mayhem. Powerhouse. Yeah, Mr. Mayhem. Like they call like literally they had hit that on his like little card thingy. Why is there a Mrs. Mayhem? Because that could be me. <laughs> that could be me. I'm legal. <laughs> um anyways, Taz joined commentary for this match as well. You know, he's gotta support his uh team Taz boys. Dude, oh um, he said something that made me laugh so fucking hard. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Orange Cassidy. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but Orange Cassidy was doing something. <laughs> and then <laughs> Taz was like, "He stole my gimmick," and they're like, "What gimmick?" They're like, "The orange, you know, the the gimmick, the orange. <laughs> That's my gimmick." I swear, I could have stopped laughing for like two minutes. I was like, I "Fucking love him." Taz is so funny. Taz is like the father, you know filling the void mm-hmm. uh, I, I love Taz so much yeah Taz is great I love Taz um, me too uh, so like there were some really cool moments like Keith Lee used Orange Cassidy like a battering ram yeah Um. then there's like there was like a, a spot Keith and Wardlow were holding, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. There's this whole thing. It was this whole, like, chain of events. Um, So, the like, the ring was cleared, ladder in the middle of the ring, and then the only two people in the ring were Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, everybody looks so fucking good in this match. Like, they Ricky, did. The Ricky fit, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Hobbs is, like, gold singlet. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage, beautiful. Keith Lee, everybody just looks so fucking good. Anyways, um, random. Wardlow. 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 Just Wardlow. Wardlow was in the match. Wardlow. I believe Wardlow should be in every frame of every co- every bit of content that AEW makes. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It's just like a little slideshow of pictures in the corner. Um, anyways, just a live Wardlow camp. You know that like live slug reaction meme that's going around? <laughs> yeah. Live word of a reaction. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the ring was cleared out. It was just Hobbs and Ricky, and everybody was like, oh, are they going to fight? Like, are they going to be turned on each other? Whatever. No, because Team Taz is a family. They just like shook on it and were like, okay, be the best man win, whatever. And they just like ran to the try to get to the top of the ladder. And I was like, they're besties. They would never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then somebody came in. I don't remember who. And then, like, you know, took them I want to say it's, like, Ward, though. Maybe. Maybe it was Keith. I don't um, know. So then somehow, 
Orange Cassidy ended up like picking a ladder by the side. And then he was going to do that thing where like they stick their head in the middle and like they go around like, um, you know, helicopter, helicopter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Ricky did something. I was like, bitch, teach has a family. Uh, <laughs> he was going to get hit, but he, he like ducked out of the way. Oh, Cass- and Orange Cassidy was-, was the one that knocked him down. Oh, yeah, I think, it, yeah, 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 I think so. Uh, so, like, he, like, ducked, and then, like, he moved to push Will Hobbs out of the way. And I was like, we're brothers! <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. So, Orange Cassidy uh, had, like, his head in the middle of the, the ladder. So then, uh, Keith Lee and Wardlow both get their hands on, like, um, one side of the ladder. So, like, the mm-hmm. ladder is, like, horizontal. So then Orange is, like, you know, caught in this predicament. So what he does is, like, he pulls himself out from under the ladder to get to the top, which, like, the upper body strength. He did, like, a flip. Like, a pull-up into a flip. flip. It was so cool. Yeah. And, like, he tried to get to the, like, the the big brass ring. Because on the nose. Uh, Mm -hmm. The big brass ring. The sonic ring that's at the top of, you know, like, hanging from the top. Uh, Mm -hmm. He tried to, like, get it like that, which is, like, that is so creative. Mm-hmm. but yeah like it was, it was really good he also i think it was like all of the big men in the like in the match so like keith lee wardlow and hobbs they were like all like meeting in the center of the ring yes and yes. orange climbed them yes oh my god that was so cool i was like king <laughs> king orange was so good in this match i um, think that orange was like the perfect addition to this match he definitely was. i think everyone everyone definitely like performed everyone did their fucking part yeah like keith lee and christian cage had that moment where you know like keith popped up behind him yeah like ricky and, like, and hall had... in a ladder match anyway like mm-hmm. that's already a good decision mm-hmm. um but like everybody just did so good yeah like yeah. this this ladder match was so good. I loved it. It's in my favorite matches. Yeah, I put it in there. Uh, there was also another spot where uh, all of the three big meaty men were um, fighting to like at the top of the ramp, and then um, Keith Lee and Hobbs ended up like by the commentary table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire time, Taz was just like, "Get him, Willie, go!" <laughs> So, like, you know, they started, like, fighting or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. Wardlow was with them as well. But, like, he slipped. He came up from, like, behind, like, the curtain. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, got to, like, where the announcers go. And, like, he just pushed them off. And he took both of them out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, towards the end, the last two people in the ring. That were... was another really cool. Yeah, it was a really cool spot. This spot, this spot scared me, honestly. It kind of ruined the, the, the actual ending of the match for me, because I was like... <gasps> but anyways, mm-hmm. um, the last two people in the match, uh, in the ring, towards the end, um, were Ricky Starks and um, Wardlow. So, like, Wardlow is, like, climbing the ladder, whatever, and then um, there's, like, a ladder that's, like, perched, like, in the ropes... <laughs> into like horizontal the, yeah. yeah horizontal in the ropes and then on like one of the rungs of the ladder mm-hmm. so then ricky like jumps on it and like he gets like up 
and like he climbs to the top he's like fighting with Wardlow and then like Wardlow I don't know what he does like does he just like push him off or something he power bombed him yeah he power bombed him and like he like he landed on the ladder and it's like yeah he power bombed him onto that ladder yeah and like it's a good bump I guess but I was so fucking concerned mm-hmm. I was like Ricky Starks did not need to be the one to take that bump. Like, I was so concerned. Like, I feel like that's what you have Orange Cassidy in there for. Because, like, I would have said Christian Cage, but, like, he concerns me as well. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire time I was like, Christian, be careful. Yeah. I, um, I hate it when, like, and I completely understand, like, obviously they're not going to do anything stupid if they know their body can't handle it. I completely grasp that. And I in no way think that, like, they're so stupid that they would do something that would get them hurt. But I have anxiety. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate seeing people hurt, especially when it stops them from doing something that they love. And so anytime, like, people, like, purposely, like, do bumps, like, target an area that, like, I know they've had a major injury. And anything involving necks and, like, yeah. heads freak me out. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was just, I was, like, <sighs> like, what ended up winning the match? You know, good for him, as he should. Uh, and also, the 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 week before this, I believe, MJF was like, you know what, Wardlow, like... If you win the match, you're allowed to keep the title shot. You it know, was the dynamite it. leading up to it. Yeah. He's like, you're allowed to keep the title shot. You know, it's not like you're going to win anyway. And then that's why Wardlow, like, slapped him or whatever. Uh, uh, Max slapped then, Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Um, but, like, yeah. Any- <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I feel like that Ricky bump just kind of, like, scared me a little bit. I mean, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. You know, he's fine. But, like, I don't know. He just, he didn't have to be the one to take that bump. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, he probably was, like, the one who came up with it. It's just, God, anxiety, man. I just, I I don't, I hate it. It just scares me. Yeah. I just, ugh. I'm glad he's okay, though. I'm glad everyone's yeah. okay. But, like, that was scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then after this, Tony Schiavone was, you know, at the top of the ramp. And I guess it's, like, tradition now, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, every time they have, like, a revolution uh, event, they just sign somebody. Last year, it was, like, Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they announced the newest AEW signing, uh, Shane Swerve Strickland, uh, a.k.a. Yeah. Isaiah Swerve Scott. From NXT and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I I was so excited whenever they announced this. I love Swerve; he's so cool. I'm very excited to see what he does in AEW. Yeah, me too. I I hope you know they treat him good. I hope this isn't mm-hmm. like another Jay Lethal situation where like they sign him, it's like good for like two weeks, and then all of a sudden you just never see him again. Yeah. I mean, it was good for Jay Lethal because like I don't like him. Like you know, not Swerve. Yeah. Not Swerve. Yeah, not Swerve. I want to see him, like, regularly. Yeah. Um, This match, okay, I was in... The next match that we're going to talk about, I was, like, watching... I watched most of this in in my room, on my computer. But there was, like, a moment where I went into um, the living room with my family. And Jade came out. The next match we're talking about is the TBS Women's Championship match between Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. Um, 
Jade came out and I literally like gasped. Yeah. I lost it. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. She had a live entrance. And then, and that's not even the best part of this. She came out dressed as Jade from Mortal Kombat. Jade dressed as Jade. And mm-hmm. what I'm happy about is that she didn't pick, like, you know, the shitty uh, MK11 Jade attire. She didn't pick the shitty, you know, old Jade attire that's, like, the the really basic looking one. No. She picked the slutty. She picked the beautiful, the gorgeous Jade from MK9 attire. The, mm-hmm. If you don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, just know that out of like you know the the entire games, as far as I have seen, the best attires, the, they're the MK9 ones. Like they're beautiful, they're gorgeous, they're sexy, lovely. Like Katana shaped me as a person. Um, like. They went off with that. Um, but yeah, anyway, she came out dressed as Jade from uh, Mortal Kombat. She looked fucking amazing. It was it was spectacular. I ascended. I, I saw God, actually. And her yeah. Jade Cargo. Literally. Dude, she is amazing. Um, and the live performance was, like, the guy who actually, like, did her... Um, her intro her theme her theme that sword we started talking about jade and my brain stopped working again <laughs> i'm trying to like find the deal about it i think his name fu- was like kingfish or something um so, something like that hold on but yeah, apparently um, he's a grammy nominated uh guitarist or something but he did the actual like uh guitar for jade's theme which goes so fucking hard by the way mm-hmm. uh, oh they didn't post it what the fuck yeah but um yeah it was just a amazing entrance yeah uh ty conti came out she she was she was serving um not even like great value because great value is a great brand um you know i'd say like (laughs) shitty you know frozen 99 cent store food version of um, Alexa Bliss is like current gimmick type of deal with her work. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had Anna J come out with her as well. And, and, and negative, negative one. one. Yeah. And negative one. And negative um, one. Shout out, negative one. Um, shout out. Anna J looked gorgeous. She's- she, like, she posted a video of her makeup on Instagram, I think. She is so pretty. She Anna- is so pretty. I I want to see her wrestle more. I miss seeing Me Anna. Too. <laughs> Me too. I hope she's doing good. Me too. Um, but yeah. Um. So the match started. <laughs> the match started. You know them them facing off or whatever, and then Jade just grabbed her and kissed her. <laughs> and like I love her. Um. Jade Cargo yeah. is a fucking future. I'm pretty sure, like, someone that I follow on Tumblr, we're referencing that website a lot this episode. Also, um, but- I guess it's a good plug now. We made a Tumblr for the podcast. Oh, yeah. my God. It was meant to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. We haven't posted anything just yet, but we will. Um, yeah, and the theme needs work because it's right now it's just, like, the basic desktop theme. Um, we're working on it. We're uh, working on it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um <sighs> 
ringratradio.tumblr.com if you would like to see it. Don't judge the theme. We're working on it. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, like someone that I follow that I don't even think that like they like wrestling. They just follow someone that's not me that does. Um, they reblogged like a gif of Jade and like Ty, like that kiss between them. And I was just like, yeah, you get it. You get it. You, you understand. Get it. It's for the hot girls. Um, yeah, anyways, this match it was Jade Cargo is really good. Um, Ty Conti's been improving. Both of them have been improving, to be honest. Um, you know, as much as I don't like Ty Conti, <laughs> but both of them have been improving. They've been doing good. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match back and forth. There was this one spot that confused the ever-loving shit out of me, and I don't understand the character reasons for it. I don't understand the logical reason for it. I what it made no fucking sense to me. Um, there was a part where. I think it was Mark who was distracting the ref. So then during that ref distraction, um, Jay, like Ty launched Jade into the ropes and then Anna hit her with a chair. Oh, yeah. And then they Ty pinned Jade and, you know, she kicked out for whatever. But like, that was so weird. Because like, yeah, it makes Jade seem sympathetic. But, like, we're supposed to be booing her and, like, cheering for Ty. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's also, like, it was, like, one of those feels, like, the ref was right next to it. And it's, like, the ref didn't hear a grown woman getting hit with a steel chair. <laughs> literally. But it's, like, like it, it's so stupid. Because, like, you know, faces are supposed to win fairly. Mm-hmm. Like, if she had pinned her and, like, won it, she would have won dirty. Like, it makes mm-hmm. no fucking sense. Yeah. That was such a weird time. Just, it was just weird. It was like a really yeah. big damper on like an otherwise, you know, like good match. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Uh, Jade won. I believe she won with the Eye of the Storm. Uh, she followed up with Jaded. Oh, yeah. And pinned. She yeah. hit uh, Eye of the Storm and then got a two count. And then she landed a frog splash, and then oh, yeah, she did a frog the... splash. Yeah, I believe it was for the first time, or at least that's what Tony said. Yeah, something like that. I could not pay attention; my brain was like not working at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had jaded, and now Jade is twenty nine, and oh, yeah, you know, Jade Cargill's better than the Undertaker. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, it becomes a hundred and no, and nobody ever beats Jade. A million um, and oh, infinity and oh, infinity and oh, she like, might as well just stop counting at this point. Um, no one can beat Jade, it's impossible ever. Um, but yeah, anyway, she retained good for her, and now, um, the match, and now. if our brain cells were not dead before, this match fucking killed him. I think I might have lost IQ points. I Um, I know I did. Yeah, I think I I reverted back to Neanderthal brain um, (laughs) with this match. Like I was, (laughs) I was gonna say the shock. I was gonna say the shock. My hands were shaking. My heart was literally beating out of my chest. No, same. Fucking dying. Same. I thought I was about to fucking die. 
Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> CM Punk versus MJF. And like, we'll get to this. But anyways, MJF comes out. Um, and this is, I'm, you know, not to like, you know, be bad influencer or anything, but um, I did not pay <laughs> to watch this pay-per-view. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was watching it on a very legal, very safe stream. And during this time, for some reason, it froze. So, like, you know, I heard the beginning riff of Cult of Personality. <laughs> and then it froze. So, like, I'm out here trying to refresh it. I finally get it. And it's in the middle of MJF's entrance. I was like, did Siobhan just have a short-ass entrance? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, I yeah. text Jay. And I'm like, I just missed the entirety of CM Punk's entrance. Or is Max just being a troll? And then they're like, and I was like, think? what do you think? And then I'm like, oh. And then. This. And I then. Think, I think I said it's about Harlem. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't even started seeing shrimp colors, bro. I think I, I, I think I astral, you know, I astral projected. I, was, I invented <laughs> colors that shrimp can't see. <laughs> Literally. You know that scene in Doctor Strange? You know that scene in Doctor Strange? I've never watched Doctor Strange. You know that scene in Doctor Strange where the fucking ancient one, you know, hits him and then, like, he, like, gets out of his body and, like, he's oh, yeah. a butterfly and it's, like, everything is, like, twirling around in different clothes. This is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, was, I have actually seen that part. <laughs> I was fucking, I was shitting, I was throwing up, I was convulsing on the floor. I thought, you know, I thought I was getting an exorcism done. Um, it was, oh my god, this match. I don't know what I expected. Me either. So, you know, the, the lights go down, whatever. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, hmm. And then, you know, you start to hear the beginning of, I read this very slowly in my head. I know, I know the song, but like, I can't say it. Okay, Miseria Cantare, The Beginning, by AFI. And yep. if you don't know, this is the theme song that um, CM Punk came out to in his Ring of Honor days. Everybody heavily loves this theme song because um, it's a very good song. I love it. It is. I love AFI. Um, that This album especially. I fucking love that album. Anyway, um, yeah so like the lights go yeah. dark there's like smoke coming out you hear you know that song the crowd mm-hmm. starts chanting with it and then and like if you had come out with the bleach hair i would have fucking shit in myself but <laughs> <laughs> like i would have actually fucking shit in myself <laughs> um, but he didn't thankfully <laughs> and then he came out and he was wearing the jacket that he wears uh, he used to wear mm-hmm. his Ring of Honor days. And he came out with the white shorts, bro. The white basketball looking shorts. Yep. And this is Max is wearing was... green trunks, by the way. And apparently Nobody he changed like the dill that's across like that he yeah. has on his butt, like his butt panel. Apparently that's changed. I wasn't <laughs> paying that much attention. Someone else was though. Uh, I think Allie Catch. Allie Catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was her. It was um, her. Yeah. But anyways. Nobody cares about MJF's students, part. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares. Nobody cares about MJF. He's irrelevant. Anyways, 
um, CM Punk came out. He came out to the AFI theme song. Everybody was singing along to it. It was, I think I actually ascended. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I could see my physical self from my spiritual self. Uh, I had an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I literally could not form words. I forgot every language I have ever spoken. I literally... <laughs> I I was reverting back to Neanderthal brain. I I actually de-evolutionized. I was reverting back to the original tadpole form. Like <laughs> I time traveled. <laughs> I time traveled, you know. I saw JFK get assassinated. I, I saw the I met the God behind play. a seven and eleven. <laughs> like I was fucking astral projecting, bro. And then, and then, you know, I was so caught up in the euphoria of CM Punk coming out to his Ring of Honor theme song, gear, and everything. But I forgot this was a dog collar. Same. And if I could nut any harder, I would have. I had to run out of nuts, bro. I was like, I was just sitting there. And then, like, I think they put, like, Max got the dog collar put on him first, I think. Yeah. And I like I seen the dog collar, and I messaged you. I was like, I forgot this was a fucking dog collar match. Me too, dude. I was, I was like, like, I was so caught up in the euphoria. <laughs> like, oh my fucking god, bro! Like, I don't know how to explain it to you, bro. It's like, have you ever nutted so hard that you have tears in your fucking eyes? Like. <laughs> that was me that was me i was like oh my god i was shitting myself i was vomiting i was pissing i was rolling on the floor you know i was going into epileptic shot (laughs) like (laughs) i was fucking oh my god bro i thought i was gonna i was was about to start fucking crying like legitimately i literally almost had tears in my eyes um yeah like it was fucking ridiculous uh and we're still not even past the beginning like the beginning introduction <laughs> like my hands um, were shaking dude mhm so like the match got started and um Sam Punk like wrapped the chain around the ring post and used it as like a, they used the word fulcrum but i only had like to science classes. So I'm not going to try and explain what that is. I know what that is. I took physics. AP physics. What to do? Fulcrum is like the... Oh, wait. I know what it is. Yeah, it's like the thing like you support, you know? Yeah. Um, He, like, used it as a fulcrum to pull Max into the corner, and it, he, like, did that a couple of times, and then Max finally, like, got it, and he pulled... CM Punk out of midair and he wrapped the chain around his wrist and he punched CM Punk in the forehead and CM Punk started bleeding. CM Punk's like like he was red, bro. Not like mm-hmm. red as in like, you know, when your body temperature gets hot. No, that motherfucker was bleeding. Like he was bleeding. Like Bryce his- went through two pairs of gloves two during this match. And the one of the dude. One of the commentators was like, I've never heard of a ref going through two sets of gloves. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, like, Punk was bleeding, and then he headbutted Sam Punk 
below the waistline. Um, what else? What else? He tried to break MJF's hand. He like wrapped the chain oh, around yeah. his knee, and he like uh dropped his knee across the chain that was on MJF's hand. Yeah, um, like, he like wrapped the chain on MJF's hand, and then like mm-hmm. he like closed it. And then, like, he, I think he also got the chain on his knee. And then he, like, like brought it down onto, like, MJF's hand. And, like, the entire time, Max was, like, selling it. And, mm-hmm. like, um, it actually, like, you know, it came full circle. Because around the, there was, like, a lot of times where, like, Max was trying to hit a move. But, like, he just couldn't get it because he couldn't power through the pain that the hand was, like, putting him through. Like, he tried yep. to, like, lift him up and he couldn't because, like, his hand hurt so bad. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I love and rest yourself. It's great. Yeah, Unless just like, like Christian or Edge. <laughs> yeah. Christian and Edge are not allowed to sell ever. Um, and then Sam Punk had the chain around his fist again. And he was like hitting um, Max with like. Yeah, he was like hitting Max with the chain. And the fans were like, you deserve it. <laughs> Yeah, is it Excalibur? He said, <laughs> "Me too." This crowd was like on one. I loved Dude, it. This crowd was fucking crazy. Yeah, um, and it's like, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna go on, but you, you can. Um, it was like I mentioned. Like I thought that they were dead at one point because, like, I'm not gonna lie, I was like halfway paying attention. But it's like they were waiting for like Chris and the buy-in to like hit the move. Like I really and truly think that like this crowd was like perfect. There were, like, a couple people where I was like, why are you so loud? Mm-hmm. But it was, like, overall a really good crowd. Yeah, it was a really good crowd. Um, but, yeah, anyway, this match is fucking brutal, dude. Um, there was, like, a ton of really creative spots with the chain that, like, we can't begin to name because, like we said, my brain is fucking fried. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this match. Like, I, honestly, I feel like it was a fever dream. Um, but, yeah, there was like people. Tra- they were trying to do pile drivers. Um, eventually, I think Punk maybe was it Punk or Max that hit like the pile. No, it was Punk. I think he hit a pile driver like a tombstone. Thank God it wasn't a real pile driver. A tombstone pile driver on like the 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 edge of the apron, like on the apron part of the ring. Oh, um, and then like Max, like you know, it, like he hit it, and then like Max like fell off. I think it was Max. Yeah. Um, CM Punk reversed the pile driver attempt from MJF and crushed MJF with a tombstone uh, pile driver on the edge of the ring. And then this was when Excalibur was like, so much blood has been uh, spilled that the referee had to get a fresh set of gloves on. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Dude, the mat was fucking disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. it was so, it looked like a fucking crime scene. Like, it was full of blood. It was just, oh my god, it was disgusting. I loved it. Um. Uh, yeah. And, like, as if they weren't putting themselves through, like, enough um, pain, Max decided to get thumbtacks. Oh, oh my god. MJF, my favorite wrestler of all time. That's why I bought his action figure. Um, because he, he knows what, he knows he knows me. Me and Max are actually best friends. Actually, he, he will <laughs> never admit to this. But me and Max are actually best friends. Uh, he lets me call him Max, by the way, because, you know, we're so closely bonded. You know, his dad, 
uh, and I, you know, we get along, you know, he invites me over for the family dinners. And I, I can't go all the way to Long Island. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, <laughs> um, me and MJF are actually really close friends. And he brought out the thumbtacks because he knows that every time somebody brings out thumbtacks, I actually nut to death. Um, and because, you know, he'll never admit to being friends with me. He would rather, you know, kill me than um, actually admit that we're friends. So that's why he brought out the thumbtacks. And then he killed me because I netted to death. Um, <laughs> it was it was amazing. I, uh, there was a lot of, like, really, like, uh, near thumbtack experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, like, they were, like, you know, in the middle of the ring. And they were trading punches or whatever. And, like, Punk was doing that thing where they're like, ooh, is he going to fall onto the thumbtacks? Um, yeah. Yeah, but like, and there was like one. Um, it was like when Punk went for like a roundhouse kick. Like you could see thumbtacks like flying. Yeah, like I think the ref when they when he was like counting a pin or something, he got some thumbtacks on his hand. Oh God! Or I, that's what Excalibur said, I think. But I don't yeah, know. shout like, out to the refs, by the way. Shout out to the refs. Like we're we'll get there, but like Bryce literally still had like Brian Danielson's blood on him. <laughs> On the King. next match that he like officiated, King. like they put in so much time and effort, and so did like the audio and visual people, like the crew, like the commentators. Oh we didn't even get to this part. We were so caught up in this. Oh my god, there was a part. It was towards the beginning of the match, I believe. Uh, MJF got out of the ring, and he he went up to like the ring announcer guys, and he's like, "Give me the fucking mic." Oh yeah, he said, yeah. He said "fuck," and then Tony's like, "Oh, we apologize for MJF's language, whatever." Oh no, Excalibur <laughs> said, "We apologize for mm-hmm. MJF's language," and then Tony's like, "We apologize for MJF being alive." <laughs> yeah, Tony was on one this match. I love him. I love him. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, Max grabs the mic and he's like, "You know, like quit, punk. Like say that you quit. You know, just like you quit on me." Or I forgot what he said. Um, but then. <laughs> Punk said, like, you ain't shit, Max. He and said, like, eat shit, Max. Oh, he said, eat shit. And then um, the crowd started chanting, eat shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I-, I love it here. Um, it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was an amazing moment. Um, but, yeah. So, when the thumbtacks were in the middle of the ring, uh, they went up to, like, the top. And then Punk tried to hit a Pepsi plunge, um, which is, like, like a pedigree i think from the top of the this is really complicated move and i don't think punk has a knees for it anymore um but he tried to hit the pepsi plunge and then mjf got out of it so then mjf actually ended up superplexing punk onto the thumbtacks but like he didn't even get the thumbtacks on his back i mean he did but it was like in his like upper back i think or was Mm -hmm. it next I don't remember who, but somebody had like a ton of thumbtacks like on their like shoulder area, and like oh my god, this looked like a hurt. But and I didn't you say CM like Punk, CM Punk had some on his ass, bro? I swear. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I was like, didn't you say like someone had him on like in his butt? Yeah, it was it was CM Punk because he landed like you know most like mo- he got most of it on his ass, which like that shit was hurt. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Then, um. Yeah, the mask, the mask, can I speak? The match goes on. <laughs> and then, like, around this time, like, the collar actually, like, not the collar, 
by, yeah. like, the chain that holds them together was like unhooked from Max's neck. So like Max is like on like the, <coughs> uh ropes and like he's calling out for Wardlow as like the rest is fixing uh the dog collar thing. He's like, Wardlow So then Wardlow comes out, he's wearing a suit. Looking um, amazing. So you can see the confidence from the wind from sure. earlier radiating off of him. Yeah. Man's looks like my god, he looked like a Greek god. Um, he's so good. He's so uh, fine. So <laughs> I believe in wordless supremacy. So, um, you know, he he's like, give me the ring, you know, mm-hmm. the, the dynamite diamond ring. So then Wardlow is like looking around his pockets. He's like, oops, sorry, can't find the ring. Damn, sucks for you. So then, um, Punk like pulled back on the chain and then MJF landed on the thumb size. I think this is the part where he got it on his shoulder, which is like, ooh, that shit must have hurt it. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera pans back to Wardlow and like he checks his other pocket and he's like, oh, it was right here the whole time. Yeah, he checks the pocket that I think like the, his like inner jacket pocket. Yeah, I think. Like it was so funny. Anyway, and he, so he funny. said, oops. He's like, oops. <laughs> He literally Tony said, was on, "Oops." Tony was on commentary. He's like, "Oh, it was in the right pocket." Yeah. <laughs> so then he like pulls out the ring, and like he looks at Punk, and he looks at Max, and then he just leaves it on the canvas, and then he just walks away, effectively turning on MJF. So then Punk picks up the ring, and he like he hits the GTS. On the onto the thumbtacks, and then he like hits him with the hand with the has the ring on it, and mm-hmm. he wins for the one two three. Yep. <laughs> what can we say about this match? Um, what, the women's title match. No, like to to recap our final thoughts on this match. Um, you know, not to reference Tumblr again. <laughs> But I saw a post. You know what? Never mind. I don't want to reference Tumblr again. Um, the best way to summarize this match is um, it's like this really catharsis? Cathartic? Yeah, like cathartic. Catharsis. Yeah, catharsis. Because you get to see an asshole just get the absolute shit beat out of him. Year, that's. I think that's a good way to summarize it. Mm-hmm. It was. It was so good. It was such a good match. It was very, very good. Also um, made my list. Uh, yeah, I, I had two match. Well, three. I think I added. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had three matches from this event make my top matches of the year list. Um, if that's not you know a raving review of how good this match this event was. Uh, I don't know what it is because I, ha- I have very high standards for wrestling, uh, as we all know. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I definitely don't just like you know my favorite wrestlers' matches and praise them um, regardless of quality. Um, <clears throat> never, I would never do that. I would never compromise my integrity like that. Uh, this is what the world needs: integrity. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but yeah, the- this match was fucking fantastic. I think. Like, you know, 
I, I, I liked CM Punk. I never really, like, well, yes, I did. But <laughs> I never truly disliked him. Um, yeah, same. I was just always like, you know, CM Punk. Yeah. You know, I was never like, CM Punk! You know, I was like, yeah, CM Punk. I owned his shirt, but it's because me and my sister got matching shirts. But, uh, yeah, because she used to go with me to the SmackDown events when they had them in Houston. We got matching Randy Orton shirts, and we got matching CM Punk shirts. Um, But, yeah, so, um, you know, I've always, like, you know, generally I have leaned towards the liking side of CM Punk. But this match, and, like, everything he's done in AEW so far, I think has just been so, like, revitalizing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really cathartic for him as well, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, all this stuff that, like, he never had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, like, I just, like, he's nearly brought to tears every single time he wrestles because he's just, like, this is what I missed out on, you know? Yeah. And, like, this is what I couldn't do. But, yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's getting that opportunity. So, yeah, this match is really good. I highly recommend it. Not just because the wars. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> it actually was really good. <laughs> um, this next match is actually really good too. Um, it was kind of annoying, but the AEW Women's Championship match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa was next. Um, not gonna it was. Lie. It was good. It was. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, but not gonna. I felt like they kind of set the women up for this. Like they kind of set mm-hmm. the women up because they had, you know, they had this banger of a ladder match, and then they brought out Jay Cargo, uh, and then they had this fucking extravagant event of a dog collar match, and then they brought mm-hmm. out you know Thunder Rosa for bigger. And like I feel like the crowd is just so deflated. Like they can get high for the women. But like not as yeah. it could have been. But it's like, like I said, oh sorry. Um, I was just gonna say it's like that feeling of like the ride home from yeah. like going to like an amusement park. I've never been to an amusement park. I refuse to ride roller coasters. But I'm going off of like my assumption. Um it's like that. It's like you're still excited and you're really happy with the day, but like you're so tired you just sit yeah. there and look out it's the window. Like, yeah, it's like when you go to like the beach and like you're so exhausted from like playing or whatever and like the ride home you just like fall asleep. And like it's just like the post beach tiredness. Um but um yeah, I mean like I said at the beginning, like if I was <clears> in <throat> charge of like match order and anything, I don't know any other way that I would have, you know, done it that could have helped with yeah. like the feeling of like up and down and up and down and up and down yeah like really the only the only way you'd be able to do that is if you did like maybe like a split night yeah like but that doesn't make sense for the deal so it's like you have to throw them all in here and someone is gonna lose like i don't think it was just because it was like the women's match i honestly really truly think you could have like thrown in um like any wrestler that like the crowd not like a wrestler like a wrestler like the crowd likes but not like like a hook level you know yeah um and they wouldn't have given like that big of a reaction because it that dog car match was just draining in the best way possible 
This pay-per-view is really draining. Uh, this felt like a really big, like, cool-down match. And you could definitely tell that the crowd was, like, definitely, like, way cool-down after that match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they still went kind of hard for the for the women, so I guess good for them. Um, so, yeah. Thunder Rosa came out, and she had, like, this, like, huge, like, uh, headdress on. It was, like, an eagle, I believe. There's a snake in it. Yeah, like, there's, the like, in Mexico. What? It's just, like, Yeah. The flag of Mexico. It's like a cactus and like a snake and the eagle. There's an eagle on her headdress? Well, I'm a, I thought it was a bird because it had like feathers and shit. I think it was just like a feathered headdress. Like, I think the feathers just like went down the snake's spine because you can see like the snake like sticking out. Hold on. It was actually really cool. It was like a sick headdress. This like Thunder Rosa looks so pretty. Like I didn't even realize just how like there's like no pyro for her entrance, and I didn't realize just like how like we'll say still her entrance seemed because I was so like caught up from like the match before, and then I was like, oh my god, she looks so pretty, and I didn't even, like I just it did not compute. I was not com- comprehending anything. She didn't post close-up pictures of her headdress. I thought it was a bird. Oh, wait, no, yeah, she did. I think she did. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, no, she did. I lied. Um. Oh, yeah, it is just a snake with feathers. I think we've already overgone the, like, hour and 20 minutes. It's fine. It's fine. Um... Yeah, she looked really good. Somebody said she looked really, like, deflated and defeated in her entrance, but, I mean... Uh Yeah, and then Britt Baker came out, and actually, this was, like, the introduction of the newest design for the uh, AEW Women's World title. Um, Oh, ew. It was fucking huge, um, which is definitely an upgrade from the tiny-ass little toy belt that they used to have. Mm-hmm. which I like because um, it makes it look like an actual title and not just like an accessory. I yeah. That's like my one like biggest gripe with like the AEW like women's division. Well, besides the fact that, you know, it's not booked properly. But it's like the title just looks like a toy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think I would have fought very hard to get that, you know? <laughs> Like if like you know I feel like if but like you worked so hard and like that's what you get you know it's like mm. like yeah. um, it definitely looks really traditional because you look back on like all the old women's champions and they all have like tiny ass little belts so, like I guess I get where they were coming from but like you know your world title like for the men's is already fucking huge and then you just get a tiny ass one for the women's like it makes it look so half assed mm-hmm. <laughs> like either like go all out with like smaller belts or like you know make it even. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, if maybe they could have gotten away with doing, like, the smaller belt, like, if they had done something, like, the way that the Divas belt was. Like, you remember that? That belt was cute, by the way. It was. A lot of people didn't like that belt, but I liked it. Yeah, like, if they had done something with, like, more design on it, then, like, I could understand why they would do a smaller belt. But that one literally looks like something that McDonald's would give you. 
Literally. Um, also, I said OU earlier. It was, like, after um, you, like, mentioned the belt. And it was because I just, like, saw a video of, apparently, Ty did, like, the, like, I'm crazy thing that, like, Sammy does before he does, mm. like, a jump off of something. Um, yeah. Before she jumped on Mark. Um, and I was just like, oh, come on. That's corny. Anyway, speaking of corny. You know what, though? Like, you know, wrestlers copying their significant others, like, moves and tactics. That's all fine and great. Mm -hmm. Except when it's Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara, just because I don't like either of them. Yeah. And that's the truth. Um, Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Um, Anyways, uh, basically all, like, we're just going to do a short summary of this match. Um... Basically, it was Miss Rosa putting everything into this match and Jamie Hayter and Rebel interfering constantly. I think that's the best way to, like, um, summarize this match. I would say so, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just... I I don't know. I feel like of all the times that they could have, you know, changed the title... Like, uh, I don't know, because it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I feel like I wouldn't be so, like, eh, about Brit's title raid if it hadn't, like, come across the way that it did. Because, like, the way I see it is, like, Brit had, you know, that awesome match with Thunder Rosa. She bled, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Which Thunder Rosa won, by the way. Yeah. Like, everybody seems to fucking forget that, because Brit's the only one that really benefited from it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it, it kind of feels like oh, you know, you know who was really the star of this match? It was Britt Baker, not Thunder Rosa, who won the match. It was Britt Baker. And that's all just about, like, marketing. Like, if they had never came out with those shirts. Yeah, I feel like that it's, it like, was the just image like, of, like, Becky mm-hmm. Lynch with, like, her broken nose for, like, Survivor mm-hmm. Series that made her look so, like, badass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Becky Lynch is mid. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's something... There's just something about blood that make people that makes people seem just more badass than they are. And it's definitely like a case of that. Like she had the right opponent. Um, they promoted it the right way in regards of like the shirt um, and stuff like that. And it is like it is kind of sad to see that like the fact that like people are fawning over Britt Baker like Thunder Rosa didn't put just as much if not more into that match than Britt did yeah um give Miss Rosa her flowers uh she like in during this match she like uh speared yeah she speared Rebel off of the ring apron yeah and like it was like a spear into like a like a suicide dive like nothing mm-hmm. like Biggie does, but like she actually like flew out of the ring. Yeah. Um, or does Biggie also fly out of the ring? I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, it was just like a ton of like near falls where like Rosa had it one. And then like mm-hmm. Brit and like I mean like Jamie and Rebel were like interfering and stuff. And it's like I understand <clears throat> that like, you know, if you if you're doing like your weekly shows or whatever and matches that don't necessarily mean anything then I can understand doing, like, you know, cheat to win or whatever. But mm-hmm. when it's literally every match that she wrestles, it just makes her look weak and incompetent. And it's like, she doesn't even deserve the title. Because, like, how are you? Like, the only reason you're keeping the title is, like, the skin of your teeth. And it's like, for the long-ass reign that she's had, like, I feel like it. she deserves to, you know, at least retain clean. 
like mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah, and I mean, like they they did ultimately like she won because when Thunder Rosa like went back into the ring, um, Britt hit her with a curb stomp and pinned her, and so she did kind of win clean. And like like I was telling you, um, I understand like why if they're like debuting a new belt and Britt has had like this really long reign and everyone does like really like Britt, I can understand why they would um have her retain that way like there are pictures of her with the win with that belt um i can understand that and they are also like setting up for a potential rematch that happens to be in thunder rose's like hometown so maybe i mean i've heard murmurs about murmurs about it but i don't know for sure i think that that would be that would make it worth it but at the end of the day it's just like I do think that with the reign that Britt has, she should have, like, defended it. Like, you're not beating the mid-allegations when you're having people fight your battles for you. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, like, obviously, like, she's a heel. She's supposed to, like, Mm -hmm. win dirty or whatever. But, like, literally every match she has has some sort of interference on it. And it's, like, at that point, it's, like, are you even the champion? Like, are you the champion or is like Jamie and Re- Rebel the champion? Because they're doing all of the work and you're just, you know, sitting there taking credit mm-hmm. for it. And mm-hmm. like to me, it's like, you know, I can understand dirty finishes every once in a while, but like literally every match she has. Like, I can't name the last match that she won actually clean. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know. It's just, it's just, eh. and I hate that they did that. I really do. Um, if Thunder Rosa doesn't win, me and Tony are going to have a very heated discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a very heated discussion, Brian yeah. Danielson and John Moxley, they didn't discuss anything. Um, and at certain point, like, I, there's literally a point in the match where I messaged Rosalie and I was like, I forgot that, like, the basis of this match wasn't that they hated each other. And it was like that they wanted to work together. I think it's because Excalibur was like, um, Box said that he won't fight with anyone unless he bleeds with them first. Yeah, and I was the way like, they were fucking killing each other. You <laughs> think they hated each other? I love yeah. movies like that, where it's like you forget that these people like genuinely do not despise each other. It's just mm-hmm. you know a work. I mean, most of the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like it's like you know like the Walter and Ilya Dragon Off matches. Yeah, I forget that they're actually friends. Like I <laughs> yeah. thought Walter literally wanted to murder that man. Um. <laughs> Like, straight up, you could have told me that Ilya had burnt Walter's house down, killed both of his parents and his dog, keyed his car, put sugar in the tank, slashed all of the tires, burnt down his, like, school building, um, completely, like, stole his identity and committed, like, numerous crimes and framed Walter for him. And that's why Walter hated him. And I would have believed you. Literally. Like... I fucking love matches like that. Like, I forget that they genuinely don't hate each other because, like, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't yeah. think that. Um, it's like the same thing with like Mox and Eddie. Like, I thought mm-hmm. they fucking hated each other. Like, if I if you didn't tell me that they were like really close friends and they were like best friends, I would have mm-hmm. I would have like, yeah, they fucking hate each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah. This match was. 
everything I could ever ask for. Um, you know, I find it really funny that Brian Danielson won an award that was named after Brian Danielson. <laughs> but goddamn, if he didn't deserve it, because goddamn, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mark didn't work as well, but like, goddamn, Brian Danielson is a menace to society. Um, yes, but he is like really and truly, he is like a trickster god. I think you're so a trickster right. wrestling god. You're so right, he's a jester. <laughs> he he's jester. a bully, and we will talk about that later in the episode. Oh uh, yes, sir. Um, Brian Danielson is a fucking menace to society. He needs to be locked up. He needs to be locked up. Yeah, the um, only time you let that man out is to wrestle. <laughs> For real, <laughs> for everyone like, else's safety, you, you keep him in a little cell. Keep him in a little <laughs> cell. Give, give Bree and his kids visitation rights every you know Sunday, and like every day at three p.m. you give him his lunch. Every day at, at six p.m. you give him his dinner. He doesn't get breakfast because he can't eat fruits without being weird about it. And, <laughs> and, that's what, and you let him, you let him out, and. and <laughs> Brian Dennis is a fucking menace. I don't. I think he'll survive scurvy. He'll give scurvy <laughs> scurvy. Um, yeah. Um, anyways. What's yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like if you have to let him out in public for like interviews, he's in like that Hannibal Lecter esque <laughs> outfit. You bring him out with a little fucking dolly. <laughs> yeah. Just he's just straight jacket. Nobody acknowledges him. <laughs> It's just, you pretend it's normal. Yeah. Mr. Danielson, how has your day been? Oh, yeah, you know, it's been fine. <laughs> I had some fruit earlier. So that was me. <laughs> if you think about it, it's kind of weird that the sun touches us without it, without our consent. <laughs> I think we should blow That's up the sun. They give him a tranquilizer. <laughs> I just watched the South Park uh, post-COVID uh, <laughs> special or something. And, like, uh-huh. they have butters locked up in uh, a mental asylum or whatever. And it's like, they're all grown up now. And, you know, like, Kyle and Stan go to talk to him. And, like, he's perfectly fine. But the guy that, like, the psychiatrist or whatever, he's, like, he's the most dangerous man you'll ever see. Like, if you, like, you need to be careful, absolute careful. Like, you have to be fucking careful. Like, you have to be so careful, like, with him. Because, like, he's dangerous. He's a psychopath or whatever. Like, they go and they talk to him and he's, like, perfectly fine. Um, Like, he's, like, no, my name's, like, Victor Chaos or whatever. Because he's, like, Professor Chaos. This is all thing. Anyways. Um, he's like, no, Victor Chaos or whatever. And like, he's perfectly fine. And then like, he's like, starts talking about NFTs. <laughs> and then, and then like, the, the, the security people come in and they're like, get him away, get him away, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what Daddy, what Brian Dan. You know that, um, it's from South Park, but that TikTok audio is like, maybe if you took some time to care just a little goddamn bit. And then it's like, <laughs> I want to run. I remember what episode that is. I remember what episode that is. It's the fucking that, whale episode. It's the whales episode. That audio 
slash scene has immense Brian Danielson energy. <laughs> I want to walk in my heart. Did you know that they actually included Cartman's cover of Poker Face on uh, the Guitar Hero? Like, I think it's like a DLC or something. Um, but they actually included I it. know nothing about South Park. <laughs> I love South Park. I've seen every episode. Um, literally, I literally binge watched the entire show. It's the uh, way we have not even talked about this match. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Brian Dennis is a fucking menace, bro. Like, I don't want to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's valid. That's valid. Um, I think he started bleeding first. Um, um, I think so. Or, like, they were really confused about whether or not the blood on Brian's, like, forehead was his or Mox's. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I think that's a very, like, perfect encapula- encapsulation of what this match was. Mm-hmm. was like, is that Mox's blood or is that Brian's blood? Because goddamn, bro, they were bleeding. Yeah. Not MJF and TM Punk bleeding, but, like, they were bleeding. Like, towards the end, like, I felt like half of, like, Brian's, like, entire body was just red with blood. Yeah, and someone did like a uh, throughout revolution throughout the years, and like it was of John, it was of Mox, and there was like in 2019, um, he just has like a little bit of blood on like the side of his face, and then in 2020, he's like covered, his face is covered in blood, and then in 2021, it was like his face was covered in blood, and then like the top part of like his chest. Dude, their chests were so red. I yeah. love when what I'm not gonna finish. That <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase that. <laughs> I love when really pale people wrestle <laughs> because, like, they get bruised very easily, and you can very easily see the blood rising up to the surface mm-hmm. when you get hit. So like mm-hmm. their red, their chest just becomes so red. Like mm-hmm. you remember, um, at the Greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, if you can remember that far, because I sure as fuck can't. But what I do remember is, um, Brian Danielson was in this in the match, and he lasted. I think he lasted like almost an hour, but by the time he got eliminated, um, his chest. You could, you could unlock his phone. You can unlock somebody's phone with that. Like <clears throat> it's like you know that picture. I'm like, no, I don't remember that. Um, you remember you. that picture of Jack Stars after That's like Walter's debut? <laughs> That's literally and that saying. one whose chest was it? It was like, oh my god, it was Walter, and it was like Mark something. I think Mark Davis. No, maybe I think it might have been Mark Davis. But yeah, yeah. Like, you, like I love when really pale people wrestle because you could just mm-hmm. see the result of everything on them. That's why I hate when wrestlers can because you can't see it. Yeah, same. Like even Chris Jericho, like his match with Eddie, because at like one point, um, Eddie was doing like the machine gun chops. Um, even like Chris Jericho's chest was like red. Yeah. Anyway, this this pay per view was really fucking bloody. Um uh-huh. But yeah, anyways, um, this match is just super good. Like they were just beating the shit out of each other. Um, eventually, um, so like Danielson had Mox in like a triangle sleeper, 
Um, and then, like, he went to, like, go hit Mox with his elbow. But, like, Mox, like, rolled back and he pinned Brian for the win. So then, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Anderson was, like, pissed because he's, like, you know. Because I think, no, he wasn't. No, man. <laughs> because I think, uh, <coughs> so then, Danielson was, like, really, like, you know, mad or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then they started beating the shit out of each other again. And then there were so then, many, like, return, not, like, new signings. <clears throat> I mean, it was, like, two of them. But, like, so, like, the paper was full of debuts. Um, and then King, you know, the GOAT himself, actually, Mr. William Regal walked down and, you know, he looked at Mox and he looked at Brian, both of whom he has so much history with. Uh-huh. Um, also, by the way, side note, if you have not gone and watched jo- Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, you have not gone back and watched Dean Ambrose and William Regal's entire like rivalry in SCW, do I it. need to do it. I, I need remember to. in 2014, um, I went back and I watched I watched it. For the first time, it was fucking life altering. Yeah, I'm definitely like planning on doing that. Um, this was kind of funny because like midway through um this match, I realized that like my entire family had like gone to bed. Well, it's actually after this match. Um, I realized like my family had gone to bed, and when Mr. Regal came out, my mom said like she heard me. She was like, Yeah, I heard you yell, like, what the fuck? in like the middle <laughs> of the night. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, Mr. Regal came back. Well, Mr. Regal, like, debuted in AEW. Yeah. So he walked down. He looked <coughs> at Mox and he looked at Brian, like, a disappointed father. Um, <coughs> and, like, he's, like, talking to them, like, shake it, shake, shake, shake it. And he was telling shake, them, like, shake, shake, shake hands. Uh, so shake, your, shake hands. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, two fucking brothers fighting. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, William Rico smacks the shit out of Mox. And Mox is like pissed because he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then Brian is like, you know, laughing. It's like when your yep. mom like cusses out like your sibling. And you're like, yeah. uh-huh. And then she's like, and your ass too. Like, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And then he slapped the shit out of Brian as well. And Brian was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then they were like both looking at each other. He's like, shake hands. And they shake hands. They shake hands. Uh, and we'll see how this yeah. turns out on Dynamite. Maybe it was just like a mutual respect thing, or maybe they will team with each other. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, the next match was um, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting, arguably the most important. Mr. Stink. No. Mr. Stink, yeah. Versus AH- AHFO, which is Andrade. Isaiah Casty and Matt Hardy. Um, this was basically a four on three because Private Party was just teaming together anyway. <laughs> mhm. But yeah. Um. The, like the only spot that I really want to talk about this is like Stink. Yes, sir, Mister Stink, who is about to turn sixty three in, in twelve days now. Yeah, in like two weeks, basically. Um. Fucking <laughs> this man. Okay, dude, so dude. okay. Before we <laughs> what? 
it's what? I'm reading I'm reading what it says on the AEW website of like the recap mm-hmm. of this. Uh it says like Sting jumped from a balcony and splashed Andrade El Idolo through three tables below, New Jack style. <laughs> it was easily a fifteen foot high dive. That reads like a Trump tweet. <laughs> That's Sorry, my favorite haters, thing to do. My IQ is one of the highest. <laughs> my favorite thing is to like read things the way that like trump would tweet them do you remember that extension they made for like google chrome where like it turned all of like uh trump's tweets into like crayon writing yeah and like it made it look like a little camera do you remember donald trump's like fucking 17 million tweets about robert pattinson yeah do you remember the 21st night december Um, september skinny person (laughs) drinking diet coke (laughs) My brain is not working. September, not December. What the fuck? Yeah, I've never seen a skinny person drinking Diet Coke. You know what? I hated Trump as a president. But that motherfucker was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, in as a sad like, way. But he was as, so funny. Yeah. Um, He is an awful person, but God, is he content. Um, Dude, do you remember when he booked, like, a press conference at, like, a Four Seasons, like, landscaping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people showed up anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, after, like, after his presidency, he's, like, lost all of his, like, v- platforms. Thank God. Thank but God. also, I kind of, like, miss, like, let him, like, tweet stuff. But, like, everything should be, like, pending. And then, like, someone from Twitter, like, goes through and makes sure there's, like, nothing harmful. And so, like, if it's just something, like, I've never seen a skinny person drink Diet Coke. Like, it goes through. But if it's, like, I never won the election. I, wait, what? I, he didn't. <laughs> I never lost the election. That's it. You know what? I'm I so tired. I want to be Donald Trump level of denial. Like, I wish I lived in that ignorance. Yeah. Um, I wish I was that wrong that confidently because literally. being wrong anxiously sucks. <laughs> You're... Anyway, this has um, nothing to do with Sting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, they're both blonde. That's true. That's true. That's for true. Um, and they're both senior citizens. Yep. Uh, Sting is fucking 62 years old, bro. Like, mm-hmm. That's insane. And you know, it's got a two and it Adam Cole is five two. Let's talk about Adam, Adam Cole. Adam Squared. Yup, yes sir. Um so the Adam Squared match was for the AEW World Championship. Um Adam Cole came out go ahead. He came out in Master the hoes were terrified, bro. The hoes were scared. Immediately, as soon as he came out, I was like, he's not winning this because ain't no way in hell Tony Khan, in his even in his meth head state of mind, ain't no way in hell he would let a motherfucker win his world title in fucking Master Chief gear. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, he's not winning. The crowd was like super fucking funny during this match because <laughs> they were like chanting like, let's go, Adam. Yeah. We all know this is, this is Battle of the Adams. Um, and it's really funny because like neither of their like government names are Adam. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just a really funny coincidence. Um, I I'm not even gonna try and like I don't even know what Adam Cole's I don't know what either one of their real names are. I don't want to know. I do, but not, I feel like, like I know Hangman's behavior. 
but not, not off the top of my head. Adam uh, Adam Page, his is not a, a, a name. I know him because, uh, not like for weirdo purposes, but I just like look him up on Wikipedia and stuff. You know, I mean, I do, but like not for that reason. Just to look we do it for the podcast. Yeah, for like research purposes, as in like career. Um, but I know Adam Cole's name because um of how him and Britt ma- met which was on Bumble and like oh, she yeah. sent him a screenshot of his profile and it had like his name on it obviously <laughs> and then that's how they like started talking and then I know Adam Page because this is around the time that people were like outing uh, Chris Jericho as like a really heavy Trump supporter because like all of mm-hmm. his like um donation things were like um Republican and conservative yeah, Republican. <clears throat> yeah. And then they somebody showed like Hangman Page's like donations and stuff, and it had like his That's name on it. And all of them were for like Act Blue and like you know Bernie Sanders, and it's like, King. Mm-hmm. but yeah, Adam Cole's a fucking nerd. Uh, that wasn't yeah. Adam Cole out there. That was Chugs. Anyway, um. Adam Cole was scaring the hoes. And then Adam Page came out, and he was wearing gay gear. Um, <clears throat> and also, it might have been an homage. To the Young Bucks' gear at Revolution as well. Um, yeah, um, they were in Florida. And for those of you who don't know, and we're they're making assumptions here, but based on Hangman's um, actions in the past, it's a fairly easy. Um, that's not the word I'm looking for here. Um, Florida passed like this bill. It's called like "Don't Say Gay" or something like that, and it just like targets like gay, uh, like teaching about like gay history and stuff and like gays like sex ed um in like schools and stuff it's just like trying to ban that and he wore pride gear in that state never forget adam page is a fucking king um that's my world champion right there mm-hmm. but yeah anyways um yeah so both of these guys came out with you know really cool gear except for adam fucking nerd Cole, of course. <laughs> I forgot their both name Adam. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, this match was pretty good, actually. I was not gonna lie; I, I was kind of scared at some point because um, I was like, dead ass. Anyways, I was—I don't know. I because I texted you this. I was like, I think um, Hangman is like a better chaser. Than he is a champion. Not like in a bad way. Because mm-hmm. he is a good champion. But I feel like the way that he's <clears throat> been like. I feel like at some points. Like he's like winning by the skin of his teeth. And it's like mm-hmm. the same problem I have with like Britt Baker. Not like. Uh, like it's like he does win fairly. But it's like barely. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's like honestly. Like for his character. Because he he's just someone that you love to root for. And I think that, like, the reward from rooting for him is so much sweeter if it is, like, he's chasing something yeah. than, like, the title defenses. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, he's still a good champion. Uh, yeah. You know, he yeah. definitely deserves it. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a better chaser than he is, like, as a champion. I, like, he is still a very good champion. And he has been putting on good matches. But, mm-hmm. you know. It's like he's winning by the skin of his teeth, and it kind of makes him look like a little weak, because it's like 
I don't know, like every person that he faces up against. And granted that they are like, you know, high caliber athletes. Um, so like, I guess it makes sense. But every person he comes across is like, this guy could legitimately take the belt off of him because he's like barely winning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not gonna lie, like, the, um, uh, defense that he had against, like, Lance Archer, everyone was, like, talking about that. I couldn't get into it. I'm sorry. Me either. I didn't even watch that match. Um, I mean, I feel like that was, like, the only one where I was like, yeah, Lance, Lance ain't winning this. Um, yeah, I refuse to let Lance win that. You would have intervened. I would have intervened. I would have, like, astral projected there. <laughs> um... But yeah. But so, yeah. I guess um, we should end it here. Yeah. We don't have an indie spotlight match for you guys. Well, that's a lie. I can give y'all one. Um what? Let's see. It's not an indie match, but I haven't watched it yet because I was working. So I have a legitimate excuse to not have watched it. Um, but watch Alex Shelley versus Jay White on uh, Impact Sacrifice. Um, it was on the 5th of March, I believe. Um, if you get if you don't have Impact Plus, by the way, it's like eight bucks a month. Um, it is 100% worth it. Literally, like watch everything from like 2006 to 2007. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it gets kind of shitty around 2007, I don't know why. But like, it's great. It's awesome. Um. Anyway, random. I haven't watched play. it yet. Anyway, watch it. That's not the indie spotlight. I'm just saying, just watch it. Okay, watch Dan the Dad versus Eric Cannon. How about that, Dan the Dad? We haven't heard from him in a while. He looks a lot like Tony Schiavone. Shut up! I don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay, my mom's calling me, so we got to really wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. Um. We hope you guys have like a wonderful day slash night wherever you are in the world. We love you. We're proud of you. Check out our social medias. Bye, guys. Bye.